0: With. I'm a journalist with the Star in Sheffield and today I'm going to interview Natalie Doherty who is a director at the Source Academy in Meadowhall. We're going to talk about how the Source has turned around people who perhaps struggled um, with their education and job opportunities uh, and hopefully lay out some uh, a pathway for people in similar situations so that they can go on and, uh, and make a success of themselves. So Natalie, um, you're involved with a traineeship programme which is uh, there to give people a chance who've perhaps uh, not made the best start in life. Do you want to tell us a bit about the the programme?
1: Yeah, so the traineeship programme is government funded and it's for 16 to 19-year-olds at the source. However, there is traineeship programmes that are available up to 24-year-olds. At The Source, the programme is 18 weeks long. We spend 10 weeks building soft skills with young people and developing English and maths. So by soft skills, I mean confidence, um, delegation skills, negotiation skills, or all the softer stuff that a normal curriculum wouldn't give you. Um, and then the last eight weeks of the programme are focused predominantly around work experience So in schools, most young people get two weeks work experience, which doesn't really give a young person time to progress and develop in a working environment. So the main focus of the traineeship programme is actually the work experience element, which gives the young person and the employers the opportunity to fulfil a productive and effective work placement for young people to gain a clear understanding of a working environment, the multitude of jobs within business, and to actually get a real feel for work and if they are suited to that specific industry if a young person does a work experience as part of the traineeship program and they find quite early on that it is not for them they do have the opportunity to change that work placement to find the sector where they're more suited to and um, so that's basically the, the the foundation of what the traineeship program is now oh. it's sorry It's not for um, young people who haven't achieved well, and that's a misconception of the traineeship programme, that it is for those that don't achieve well in school. It is for any young person who has made a conscious decision that they want to get into a working environment and not stay within mainstream education. So it's the alternative to your A-levels and your... BTEC long vocational qualifications, so your yeah, extended diplomas and so on, so forth, and um, and it's a it's a pre-employment route really for for young people that can then move from a traineeship program into an apprenticeship with the business that they do actually do the work placement in.
0: Yeah, because and you're right to mention that uh, it's important to say, isn't it, that the formal education route isn't for everybody. It doesn't suit everybody, so it's important to have uh, an alternative.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I was probably one of them students where I, I was in school because that's what you had to do. That was that was the thing mm-hmm. that you followed, um, and. With the formal education, it's kind of mapped out that you will do school, you'll do either sit or or college, and then you'll do university, and study is not for everybody. And there's a lot of skills that formal education does not develop, like cl- critical thinking skills, which don't get really addressed until you hit A-levels and degrees. However, these are key to working in certain business environments. These are the transferable skills. And... With the traineeship programme, we don't actually focus specifically on any sector-based skills that young people can be trained in, but the genetic skills that they can move into any sector and transfer them skills in order to create better opportunities for themselves. And there's a clear understanding within the sector now and with young people, especially working moving into the workforce, that it's not like years ago where people stayed in jobs for 10, 15, 20 years young people are staying for two, three years and then moving on to their next job. So taking that next step up the ladder or moving sectors completely. So it's key that we focus on them skills that are transferable, that allow them young people to do that with confidence.
0: Would you say that the programme is perhaps more important now than ever, (laughs) uh, simply because of what we've been through, uh, the experience of uh, a lot of youngsters not being able to be in school or having to do remote learning, which I know has been a challenge. Uh, So do you think a programme like yours, which is perhaps more practical is is, uh, really crucial now?
1: I I think, uh, would I say it's more crucial now than ever? No, it's always been crucial. I think now is a good time to emphasise it. The benefits of it, obviously online learning has disrupted young people and online delivery also impacted traineeship programmes because obviously nobody could be face-to-face and it was about looking at alternative ways of doing a work experience, remotely working with companies. So for me, it's very much about really pushing it In light of the pandemic as the alternative, there are a lot of jobs out there now. The market is very competitive. And what we're finding is that even graduates that are leaving university are now second in the list to apprentices and then learners who've actually had a vocational experience because employers want that experience, then transferable skills. And it's like I always say to like new recruits that we get in the source for jobs, I can teach you the skills. What I can't teach you is them softer skills that I need that are straight straight away. So to be a teacher, I can teach you how to teach. However, I cannot teach you the confidence, the negotiation skills, all that type of stuff that you pick up just through being in a working environment. Okay.
0: So what do you think the effect of the pandemic was? I mean, we're now... um what, a, a year on from it, um, it's been an incredible time. In your experience, what what's the, the knock-on effects been?
1: I think the, the biggest knock-on effect has been with um, them, the neat group of learners. So your 16 to 18-year-olds not in training or education, they've actually been pushed further away from that job market. So they are one of our key audiences that we need to engage with to bring them closer to the market as a result of the pandemic, we have seen maybe then young people who were borderline staying on in school or going to college also getting pushed away because of the negative experience they've had, the lack of support that they've had in order for them to achieve their their grades. Um, obviously, the teacher assessed grades as well may not have always worked in some learners' favour because they don't perform well throughout the year. And it is very much last minute with some learners with exams where they can pull it off. So where they've had teachers assess grades, they may not be a true reflection of what them learners um, can achieve. And they've become disheartened with education, mainstream education and, you know, business are really keen to invest in young people. I've sat on uh, quite a few panels uh, discussions over the past few months, coming out of lockdown and remotely during lockdown and and businesses are really keen to engage to give that quality experience so at the source we do negotiate with businesses about putting a work experience in as a try before you buy kind of approach for an apprenticeship and if they are happy with the young person that comes from the traineeship program and they make good progress and the young person's happy then we match them too the relevant apprenticeship, and then that's where their journey begins and their employment journey.
0: And that's the key to it, isn't it? Good work placement for 16 to 18-year-olds. That that is crucial, isn't it?
1: Yeah, and, you know, as I said earlier on, where, where you've got a two-week placement in a school, two weeks is not long enough for a young person to make a decision about a specific working environment, nor does it give an employer enough time to see the full capacity and capability of an individual. So the traineeship obviously gives us that ability to have a longer work placement, to work with the learner, to work with the business, and to hopefully help them grow together.
0: Okay, that sounds great. So what you hope for, I guess, uh, at the end of it, is that the the confidence has grown, maybe uh, perhaps a a little bit more mature, possibly
1: um yeah (laughs) hopefully a lot more mature because (laughs) yeah some of them come in and they're they're not mature at all um but we've had some really good success stories so we've had learners that have started on our traineeship program that are now on a level three apprenticeship so they've gone through a level two apprenticeship they're studying a level three in business admin we've had businesses that have approached us who've been unsuccessful with other um Apprenticeship offers, working with other providers, and we've been able to source young people from our traineeship programme that are meeting the requirements of that business. So we've had two learners that have gone to this one specific business I'm thinking about. They're doing a work placement for this month with the hopes that at the end of the month they will convert into apprentices for that business. And there's young people who've been offered jobs based on work placements straight away without apprenticeship. So. It's opened up a whole world of the unknown for these young people. And it's also obviously meeting the needs of the business.
0: Yeah, so that kind of proves that what you're doing means they do learn about the world of work. And I guess when they joined you, they may have been many miles away from that.
1: Yeah, I mean, when young people join us, they don't actually understand the amount of job roles that are available in the world of work. So they're very tuned into business admin customer service and um, warehousing that they, they, they're like it's being set through education and through their experience and their family's jobs potentially like that that is the only options that they see and through the traineeship program and especially the classroom based activity we open up all these sectors and show the multitude of jobs that may sit within how uh, warehousing. It doesn't necessarily mean you've got to work in a warehouse. So we look at um, working with finance and accounts, marketing, um, customer service, business admin, leadership and management. So we cover the full spectrum of what, all the aspects that you need to build a successful business. Because a lot of businesses
0: are saying that kids are leaving school, but they haven't actually got um, the things that a business needs, you know, they're coming to them and they look at the qualifications they got, but it doesn't actually fit with what the employer actually wants.
1: Yeah, and that, and that's true because in, in school, if you think back to obviously your own school and you were taught the criteria to pass an exam mm. and very little of that criteria does translate into the real world, unless obviously if you're going to be a chemist then, yeah, your chemistry exam is key key to that um, development. However, the other stuff, the communication skills, the negotiation skills, the leadership, the self-confidence, the ability to problem-solve critical thinking, all the stuff that isn't taught. And that's what the traineeship is very much about, developing them skills, which are then transferable and usable in a working environment.
0: I was thinking about the tech sector in particular, in which Sheffield does well, has got some class-leading firms, but you talk to the bosses of those firms, and they say that what the kids are learning in school actually isn't particularly helpful to them, that what they need is a different set of skills altogether.
1: Yeah, and with the tech sector, I mean, obviously that's ever-evolving. So um, a couple of months back, I had a few conversations with the tech sector in Sheffield City region, And it was all around, you know, what are the jobs of the future? And it's hard to actually put your finger on what the exact job will look like. However, there is a set of skills that they've identified and that we're growing programmes in to actually meet their needs. And it's very much like I said to you before, that we can deliver and train learners to gain them transferable skills. The actual on the ground, whether it's coding, you can teach somebody how to code. But you can't necessarily teach somebody how to work effectively in a team. So that's kind of what we focus on—that you know, the teamwork um, and all that type of skills that you need to work in a successful team to be all, to be able to be successful in that industry. So um, the tech gurus will actually teach the coding skills. They'll teach the cybersecurity skills. And we will do the other bits, which school hasn't done.
0: So you're teaching the life skills really? Yeah. Ultimately, yeah. Do you think sometimes that you're giving them strengths they didn't actually realise they had? You know, that yeah. They
1: so yeah, a lot of time it's you know, they are your personality, your qualities and 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 I think through the traineeship programme it's a discovery process, more so than taught lessons. It's it's a process. And that's why when we measure the success of a traineeship programme, it's always based on the outcome, the what next, the so what, not necessarily what is done in the classroom or on the work placement, but it's what that young person does with that skill set afterwards. And sometimes it is just that self-realisation that actually I can do this. And nobody's ever told me that I can do it because I wasn't good at history. I wasn't good at science. I wasn't good at maths, but I could do this.
0: Fantastic. So um, you have had some success stories and we will uh, report on those in the Star. but perhaps you could uh, give us um, a bit of a taster of some of your your best success stories.
1: So the the best, I mean, there's been so many. Um, I think we have a a young person and I'm sure the story is going to come out. Um, So she works currently at The Source. She was a trainee with The Source um lack confidence, um, a self-worth was not really um, too good. And through the traineeship programme, we've been able to help her grow, help her realise what her capabilities are to the point where she got a job, a permanent job with us at the source. She now works our reception, is very confident in dealing with clients that come in, dealing with big businesses, their CEOs and their directors on a regular basis. Um, She's completed a level two apprenticeship and is now towards the end of a level three and will be very successful in whatever she does. Um, But that's not saying that that's the only person that, as I said, there's been so many and I'm sure you've got some great stories in the staff.
0: That must be so satisfying to be able to see somebody make that progress from not a promising start to where somebody with great potential. Uh, The sky's the limit, isn't it?
1: Ultimately, and, that, and that's um, what young people don't realise because they've always been told or they've come from a certain neighbourhood that they will never achieve more than X job. Um, and that's kind of where they set their aspirations. And it's our role to actually help them realise that your aspirations can go a lot further and you can do a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, so they've really had limited chances and limited expectations because of their social and economic um situations growing up and and then we open this big door and say actually you can be what you want let's let's work on it
0: and that surely is the message isn't it you can be what you want regardless yeah
1: Yeah. and I mean that doesn't mean to say that you know if um, one job's better than other another because I've had been involved in conversations with people and they say you know you can't just have a young person who's got an expectation to be a clean and I'm I'm very much against that because the being a cleaner is the starting point to open a whole new world and i don't think we should be telling young people you can't do that or that aspiration isn't big enough because it's about getting a foot in the door and working with that aspiration that that young person has at that moment in time to open up a whole new world and a whole new raft of job opportunities that would come from having that skill set because the skill set of a cleaner is It's unique, it's about time management, it's about precision, it's about negotiation, it's about working in a team and it's about, it's for us, it's about letting that learner understand that all that can then be transferred into an IT environment and it's exactly the same skill set. So it's
0: 2022 uh, and anything is possible this year. Are you optimistic
1: about the the future for that age group, 16 to 18? I am very optimistic about that age, the age group, 16 to 18. Um, And I guess in a way, I've kind of done that at the source. So the source had a small traineeship provision in our last contract year, which was 2021. And what I've actually done is I've, Created the program that gives us the capability to grow. So we're um, historically we've offered twenty four traineeships a year. Our target this year is eighty trainees. We're wow. on our second cohort already. With two more cohorts to go before August, before our um, ESFA contract finishes, and then we start a new one. So my plan is to grow um, next contract year. Uh, academic year i aim for 120 trainees
0: that that would be what started september this year starting
1: from august this year right through till july 2023 to, so, so 80 at the moment yeah. and grow to what sorry 80 growing to 120 wow that's that's fantastic Brilliant. well you actually think in in a year we've gone from 24 to 80 so mm-hmm. it's it's not impossible so I agree. mean our, our hardest drive right now is reaching them young people um and and getting them engaged because school has been so negative they kind of brand us with that education experience that they've had and to try and talk them around and make them understand and come in and give it a go I mean I always say to young people come in and try it if you don't like it I'm not forcing you to stay um but who we've had so far they've come in they've tried it and they've stayed um, our first cohorts have actually just finished and um, and our second one are ready to go out on their placement so it, it seems to be working so far so good
0: okay um so how do people get in touch with you uh, anybody who's interested who wants to know
1: more so anybody who's interested can hit up our website and um, so that's the source the source skills academy and um, if you Google us, you can drop into the source building, which is facing Meadow Hall. You can also give us a phone call, drop us an email, any way that you can get in touch with us. If you've got friends or you've got family members who you think that it may be suitable for all we say is come and have a conversation with us. Let us tell you what we've got to offer and then we can take it from there.
0: Fantastic. Well, thank you very much, Natalie. I really enjoyed that. Thanks ever so much for your time. Uh, and let's see what we can do about getting people connected with you. Thank you.